Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. This is episode 32. And this episode is long overdue, I think, because I show from my calendar the last time I uploaded an episode was March 21st. So, it's been a while. Been super busy, but here we go. Let's go ahead and get started. Um uh, first of all, I want to give a big shout out to my listeners. So, let me go to my list here because you guys are awesome. I greatly appreciate you and I do pray for you. Let's see here. So a big shout out to Texas, Oklahoma, California, Virginia, Nevada, Pennsylvania. Hey Pennsylvania, good to see you. Ohio, West Virginia, Florida. Hey Florida, how you doing? Probably having wonderful weather uh, right there. That is good. Then Tennessee, and in terms of countries, the United States, Senegal, Namibia, Canada, Australia, India. Hey India, good to see you. New Zealand and Germany. That is awesome. I totally forgot about India listening in. That's wonderful. Good to see you there. You know, I will say this, uh, some of my friends from India, especially from college, you guys are some of the nicest people I've ever met and especially in just in terms of people that you meet in life, but especially people that are here and that are international visitors. People from India, I have yet to meet a mean one, and that is so impressive to me. I can think of other countries that haven't always been very nice when they visit. But India hands down you guys are some of the humblest, kindest, nicest people I've ever met. So God bless you guys. You guys are wonderful. I wanted to talk today about a verse. I kind of expand on it a little bit and really focus in on what some of these verses mean in regards to God's holy word. So the verse I'm going to be focusing on today, it's actually a combination of three verses. It's from Psalm 113 verses 1 through 3. And this comes from the message translation. It says, "You who serve God, praise God. Just to speak his name is praise. Just to remember God is a blessing now and tomorrow and always, from east to west, from dawn to dusk. Keep lifting all your prayers to God." Okay, so let's go back to the first line. It says, "You who serve God, praise God." One of the things that jumped out at me with that is, who are we serving? Are we serving God or are we serving our boss? Are we serving God or are we trying to impress other people? Are we serving God or are we uh serving ourselves? You know, that's it's one of those things where it's like we're always trying to get ahead and we're always trying to have stability in our life and I understand that desire. I feel the stress of that as well in my life at times. But what I always try and remind myself is that I don't work for people, I work for God. I don't serve man, I serve God. And even though I am a pastor, but I also work a regular full-time job as well, here's the thing. Even though it's one of those things you can work for a company, but ultimately it's better to think of yourself as working for God because when you when you view your employment as you report to God then you know that he's going to take care of you but i can remember a time in my life when i had a good job a good paying full-time job everything was going great and you know i would practice my faith and so i would work 5 days a week you know the typical monday through friday 8 to 5 job it was great and then i go to church on the weekends sometimes twice and then guess what the bottom fell out on my job my employer turned out this is several years ago They turned out to be very evil, corrupt and wicked and they fired me 
for unlawful reasons and I chose to forgive them and not take them to court and also I didn't think the stress of that court case I didn't think I could handle the stress of it physically mentally and emotionally like I I didn't think I could handle it especially physically because what this company said and did was so awful like it just broke my heart I had never been treated like that before I've met and worked for bad employers in the past that that's happened before but this was just so awful um I'd never I'd never been fired like that. Um you know there are companies that sometimes they let you go because they have a company merger, move out of state, things like that, but that's not a firing. This was a firing and they lied about me. And they got HR to lie about me. And what's interesting is that I actually got unemployment. Like they they tried to intimidate me and say, "Oh, well you're not going to get unemployment because you're the problem." Uh-uh. I I immediately filed for unemployment which I don't like having to do that because I would just rather get another job. But the good thing about unemployment when you file for it is that they encourage you to get back out there and get a job and I think that's a great thing to do because it helps you to move on in a positive direction and to move forward and not stay stuck in your misery. So I went ahead and filed for unemployment and I and I just told them exactly what happened and guess what? I won my case. that brought me such joy just to know that someone believed me and that someone believed that i was worth not only saving but that i was i was worth how do i describe this that i wasn't a piece of trash i guess is what i'm trying to say because my employer they they threw me away like a piece of garbage and treated me like dirt and it was it was pretty bad and they publicly humiliated me in front of my fellow coworkers it was really bad that's why i said these people uh, were really evil and corrupt i don't even know if they're in business anymore and i have no idea if if they are in business and if they if they are in business if the same people work there i don't know and i don't care because i forgave them a long time ago and i was very adamant about that that i forgive them i did not want to hold a grudge because i don't believe in holding grudges But one thing it taught me about losing my job like that is that I put too much emphasis on trusting my employer to meet my needs when that's not their job. Their job is to pay our paychecks, to pay us for our labor. Yes, that is true, but we don't serve our employer. We just work for them. And so when I lost my job and really horribly lost it, it was so traumatizing. It really rattled me with that. But now, I guess you can say I've grown in my faith a lot even in the face of adversity with that. And I've learned that when I when I put it firmly in my mind, because the battlefield starts in the mind, not in the heart and not in the soul. It starts in your mind, like what you think about and what comes out of your mouth, right? So when I when I set it firm in my mind that I no longer will ever serve man. Meaning I will never you know whether intentionally or unintentionally which this was unintentionally put them before God and make them more important than my faith. See, I put way too much emphasis on my income and my job because I love to work. Like I I love to be successful, I love to be a good worker. And you know what when when you lose your work and you lose your stability, especially financially, it's very disheartening. But when we serve God and only God, he will provide for us and he will get us a better job. And that's what God has done for me. He has been taking care of me 
for years, but I've really noticed the blessings here for the past, I would say, five to eight years. I mean, I know that my Heavenly Father has been blessing me my entire life, and this will be 38 years now because I'm 38 years old. But it's really interesting. When you put God first and you serve him first and no one else, you really start to see the goodness of God in a whole new light, and, and you start to experience it with way more joy. Like it's not just by accident. It's not just luck. You know, God is a very intentional individual. And I say that because he is, you know, how do I describe this? He intentionally created you and I. And he created us in a very specific way. Like you and I are not an accident. We are very much loved. We were made by him. Technically, he had us on his mind back when he um, created the world. He created the planet, the galaxy, and everything that we hear, see, and touch, and everything that we cannot hear, see, or touch. Like I know there are other galaxies out there. I haven't seen them. I haven't visited them, but I know they're there. And I know that he created them, right? So, you know, just the fact that our God can do so many things, that lets me know that I I should never put my faith or my, how do I describe this? There's a different type of trust. Like in order to, I think in order to get along with people, you have to learn to trust. And there's, it's, How word is it's like being vulnerable, and I don't like that feeling. It really bothers me because there have been so many people over the years that have burned me and burned me really bad in terms of um, doing unethical things, unprofessional things, and just doing immoral things. You know, things that go against God's holy word, right? But if we don't learn to trust people, and if we don't trust people at all, then we're going to live a very jaded, horrible life, and we're not called to do that. Now, when you trust people, it's not the same type of trust as trusting in God because God is pure and holy. People are not. You know, you know, we live in what is called a fallen world, and you know, people make mistakes, whether intentionally or unintentionally. But you know, we have to have trust in every relationship that we have. And I look at it this way: I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Until they do something wrong. So I word it that way because if all I think is that everybody is wrong, everybody's evil, everybody's hateful, everybody's out to get me, then I'm never giving the relationships in my life a chance to grow, and I'm not giving God a chance to introduce me to really good people. And it doesn't matter what the relationship is, whether it's professional, personal, marriage, friendships, a best friend, acquaintance. Whatever the case may be, and also this applies to relationships with strangers. You know, like say for example, you're, you're going through the drive-through at a Dairy Queen. You know, you have to really think about you're trusting these people with your food, and you're trusting them with your money. You may not realize that or think about that when you're going through the drive-through. But if all you ever think is, "Oh, they're going to jip me," then guess what? You're going to attract that negativity. It's almost like when you're having a bad day. If you don't stop yourself from living in that bad day moment or that bad day mentality, guess what? You are going to perpetuate a bad day the entire day because you are attracting that negative energy, and you're making yourself a target for the evil one. Because if there's one thing that Satan and his stupid goons 
know how to do. They know how to push our buttons. So don't give them the opportunity to push your buttons. That's why whenever we wake up in the morning, even if we don't feel good or we're not looking forward to some things, you're know, not, you know, we don't enjoy our job, whatever the case may be, we always need to choose to be happy. And happiness is a choice. It doesn't always just fall out of the sky. Sometimes it can because that's the blessing of Abraham, but if we are not choosing to be happy and if we are not serving God like we are supposed to, then first of all, we're not going to see those blessings fall out of the sky. And also, we're not going to be appreciative for the things that we didn't know were there. You know, like for example, you may have prayed for something like two or three years ago, and you haven't seen it come to pass yet. But if all you're living in is a negative lifestyle and a negative mindset, then how are you ever going to know that your prayer was answered when all you've ever been is negative? See, that's why negativity is so bad for us as Christian believers. It's bad for anybody, actually. It doesn't matter if you're. Christian or atheist or agnostic, it's just bad all around because negativity blocks blessings from God. It actually blocks anything positive. So, and I learned that the hard way because I just was I thought that whatever mood I was in was just the mood I was in. I didn't know that I could really control that like to the extreme and that I can choose happiness. I thought happiness only happened if something good happened. You know, that's my mistake for not understanding the Bible. and that you know you need to guard and protect your mind because if you do not guard and protect your mind then you are making your heart and your soul an easy target for for anything and everything that is contrary to God's holy word another part of the first uh part of this verse when it says you who serve God praise God so when we are serving God it's supposed to always be a form of praise and you're probably thinking well Leslie sometimes bad things happen that's true But you know what really helps is to praise God even when you are in the lion's den. And that's what Daniel did. That doesn't mean that you are denying the facts. It means that you are not denying your heavenly Father the ability to help you and to get you out of there. That's the thing. So praise God regardless of whether you're having a good day or a bad day, it doesn't matter your situation. And once I personally understood that, I thought Oh my goodness, I didn't know that I was supposed to praise God even if even if something bad happened like losing my job or you know maybe someone doesn't want to date me anymore or you know maybe a friendship fell apart or whatever the case may be like the stuff that can really break our heart, right? Well, I look at it this way. You know, you know if someone breaks up with me, now I know that that's actually a blessing in disguise because if they don't want to be with me, Why on earth would I want to be with them? Like if they break up with me, there's literally nothing I can say or do to change their mind, their heart, their soul. And plus, why would I why would I want to waste my time and energy on that? There's a really good book out there I haven't read in a long time, but if you're dating or if you're thinking about dating, you need to read He's Just Not Into You, regardless of whether you're male or female, but I think especially if you're a woman, you need to read that book because people are not taught how to date. And what I've learned is that even if you are taught how to date, there are so many people that do not know how to date, and those are going to be the people that you might be going on a date with. So it's good to recognize when someone is actually genuinely uh, interested in you and when they are not because it will save you a lot of heartache and sorrow. And I'm like, "Man, I wish I'd read this long, long, long time ago." 
you know, would have helped because sometimes, you know, men are vague or they like to play the field. Well, you know what? I don't like being played because, you know, it, it's a form of lying when someone plays you like that. Because I know that if he's playing me, he's playing other women. And then what these players do, these guys, is they make it seem like they're the victim and they're in the middle And then they help to instigate fights between these women. Like, no, he's my man. No, he's my man. It's like, you know what? You can have him. I started saying that years ago. I'm like, you know what? You can have him. Obviously, he doesn't really know what he wants, but I know I don't want him if he's going to behave that way. Because I look at it this way. Why would you want to be with someone that's not truly interested in you and doesn't value you enough to only date and be interested in you? Like, I, you know, I've learned over the years I can tell when a guy is talking to multiple women. I can totally tell now in the conversation because sometimes it sounds really rehearsed. It sounds uh, methodical or sorry. I have a face mask on. I'm doing a charcoal face mask so it's like my mouth can't open all the way. But sorry if I mispronounced my words here. I'm trying not to um I'm trying to not burn my skin with this mask. And I don't mean like burn it a bad way, but Whenever you speak with a charcoal mask, like your your skin gets tighter and tighter, so it's like you can't open your mouth as wide. So FYI, I'm trying to do a little spa treatment on my face while I'm doing this podcast. But anyway, um, I can always tell when a guy is dating multiple women, or if he has not truly broken up with his ex, or he hasn't stopped talking to his ex, because I know that whenever I was dating, that. And I still am dating. I shouldn't wear it like that. Like I'm single, but I'm saying like whenever I'm dating someone, even if it's just casual, if I know I'm really interested in them, I'm not going to be going out with other people like I was before, even if we're not in an exclusive relationship, because I really like to focus in on the person that I have a genuine interest in. But I've learned over the years I can tell when they are still talking to their ex. Because I know that when I'm really interested in somebody, I don't talk to my exes. In fact, I don't even keep my ex's phone numbers in my phone anymore. I delete them or I block them. And that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that they all irritate me or something or they're bad people, you know, or they're bad guys. That's not what it means. It just means that when it's time to move on, it's it's time to move on. And I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to meet the man of my life and my future husband if that makes sense. And you may think what does this have to do with this verse? It has everything to do with this verse. Because look at it this way. You know, God knows each and every single one of us because he created us, right? And he's very intentional like he loves us on an individual level. But he knows how to talk to each and every one of us and he and he knows what we need, what we desire. And I'll put it this way, like whenever I'm praying to God, I never feel like, oh, yeah, is that what you need? Is that what you need? Yeah. Well, oh, sorry, Leslie, can you hold on? I've got some other check I need to talk to. So I'm going to put you on call waiting, so hold on just a moment. Click. Okay, then he talks to some other woman. God never does that. He has never done that to me. Men have done that to me. And needless to say, I don't date them. They do one mistake like that. They I never talk to them again. And that's a very wise policy for women. very wise because why waste your time on someone that doesn't care to stay on the phone with you it's just ridiculous but anyway god always has an open communication line with each and every single one of us and he cares about us and he puts us first isn't that amazing that there are billions of people on the face of this earth and there've been billions i don't know how many people have been born since the beginning of the planet or the beginning of the human race but here's the thing 
God has made himself available to every single person since the beginning of time. I would think that gives relevance and importance to the fact that we should serve him and him alone. And our praise should go to him. Like whenever something really good happens in my life, especially if it's something I wasn't expecting, I say, "Thank you, God. Holy is thy name. You are so good to me." Because when we give God praise, we are acknowledging his goodness and his loving kindness towards us. And that's a wonderful thing. So just know that we need to be careful who we serve. And here's another thing, and I I don't mean this negatively towards people because people are just people. You know, that's that's just a given, but here's the thing. It will really help you, and this has helped me. I'm I'm speaking from experience on this. When you put your faith in God and you put your whole heart and trust in God, then you're kind of letting people off the hook of, you know, being there for you, providing for you all this stuff and the things that you need because God is our provider. So, you know, I look at I look at it this way. If I make God number 1, then I don't need to worry about what people can do for me or do with me. Because God will take care of it. He will introduce me to the right people. He will get me the right job. He will get me the pay that I want. He will get me the right husband. He will um, give me beautiful children. You know, things like that. Like, it's one of those things that sometimes we put too much of our expectations on people, and we should never have done that. Does that mean that anything goes, and you know, there should be no rules, laws, regulations, or no morals? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that in terms of what we expect. In everything we should go to God first because that will greatly help our relationships. So then the next line to this verse is just to speak his name as praise. You know, I really think that more people should look up the 77 names of God. I have a poster in my living room. It's a pretty large poster. I had it made and it lists all the names of God. Now, these are not the 99 names of Allah because I don't believe in that. um because that's not my religion I'm not muslim this is actually the true names of god the 77 names of god and these are translated from hebrew which is the original language of the israelites which is what we should know and we should be teaching ourselves and teaching our children because that is part of the judeo christian faith because it is the foundation really of our faith especially um and what we know about God and what we can learn about him but if you don't know the 77 names of God or if you've never heard of it do look it up it's really interesting but whenever you speak God's name it's a form of praise that's why whenever taking the Lord's name in vain that's why it's so bad and it's actually a form of evil so if you're in the bad habit of saying the Lord's name in vain or his son's name in vain even in a type of humor You need to stop that immediately and you need to repent. Even if you were raised wrong, it doesn't matter. You know, how would you like it if someone took your name and made it vulgar, degrading and and used your name as a curse word, meaning to hurt or harm someone spiritually, mentally, emotionally or psychologically. See, that's what curse words do. It's meant to break and to hurt someone's soul and their spirit. So just imagine that if you're using the Lord's name in vain or his son's name in vain not only are you hurting the person you're saying it to you are technically causing a tear in your soul and you're separating yourself from God 
because it is really hurting God. Like God has feelings. You know, he's not human, but he has feelings. And also he's our creator and we should love and respect him. And love and respect go hand in hand. You know, it's almost like a relationship, a relationship like if you are if you are married, husbands and wives need to love and respect each other. Because I look at it this way, like I've met spouses that are not happy with each other but they claim to respect each other. Well, guess what? They may think they respect each other, but the problem with their marriage is that they don't really love each other. Because respect is tied to love. And love isn't just love making. That's a beautiful and wonderful thing and it's a wonderful part of marriage, but love encompasses so many things. And if you truly love somebody, not just be in love with them, but if you truly love somebody, then you will respect them and you will not degrade them in any way shape or form. It's the same thing in our relationship with our heavenly Father. If we truly love and we're, if we truly love our heavenly Father, then we will respect him. So that's one of those things that I wish more people would realize because you know sometimes I'll hear people use the Lord's name in vain and sometimes I correct people and other times I just I just kind of stand there in shock and I cringe because I just think who talks like that? And why would you talk like that? It just doesn't make sense to me but our our culture especially in the United States has gotten gotten into the bad habit of degrading our heavenly father. And what is bad about that is that when we degrade our heavenly father, we are technically degrading ourselves because he made us. And we are also degrading our environment because he made our planet, he made our solar system. So it's like, you know, all these things are connected especially in the spiritual realm, in the spiritual world. Like our words have power, like life and death is in the power of the tongue, so be careful what you say and how you say it. So the next part of the verse says just to remember God is a blessing now and tomorrow and always. You know, I look at it this way. Whenever we are remembering something, is it for good or is it for bad? Like does it bring us a good feeling or a bad feeling? And I've had to work on this myself because, you know, I know it's easy to recall like a bad memory or maybe you're you're swapping stories at lunch or something. I have actually retrained my mind and my mouth to be careful what i say and to really work on what what memories am i bringing to mind or what memories are being triggered because just a, just because a memory is triggered that doesn't mean that we have to dwell on it or we have to speak it or say it so i've learned to just bypass the not so pleasant memories or bypass the not so good feelings and just go with what God wants me to do. Because if I don't focus on what God wants me to do, then I'm going to have a very difficult life now, tomorrow and always when it's just the opposite of what God wants for us. He wants us to be blessed now, tomorrow and always. And one of the things that will help us to be blessed is just to remember God. because God always remembers us. He never forgets about us. There are times we may feel distant from him, but that's actually a lie straight out of the depths of hell. God is never distant from us. If anything, whenever you feel distant, anxious, angry, sad, mopey, depressed, 
fearful. Just know that's the devil trying to tell you a lie, yet another lie. That's all the devil can ever do is lie. He's dishonest. He's horrible. So just know those feelings. Feelings are just feelings. Sometimes they're true, sometimes they're not, but regardless of, you know, what the feeling is, just know that everything that we think about, feel or do or say needs to be focused on God, and that doesn't mean be a Bible thumper or be religious. It's just having that inner peace. It's it's really about what we have going on on the inside. It's not so much about what's taking place around us because what what is taking place around us typically starts on the inside of us because then we radiate that energy that emotion those vibes i guess you could say whatever is going on on the inside of us is what we radiate outwards so that's why we need to work on what's going on on the inside of us first which god can help us with that that's a wonderful thing because i look at it this way have you ever met someone that's truly happy just always beaming with joy Well the reason why they are always happy and beaming with joy is because they have that on the inside of them and they have it abundantly and because it is so abundant that is what is radiating radiating out of them as opposed to radiating depression, hate, sickness and I don't mean sickness and like it's your fault. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that whatever you dwell on is what is seen by everybody. whether they realize it or not because you know sometimes we can tell what mood someone is in just by the way they walk the way they talk their facial expressions and you know it's it's sometimes it's the invisible signs if that makes sense the next part of the verse says from east to west from dawn to dusk keep lifting all your praises to god so basically regardless of where you are in your life and regardless of what time of day it is Keep lifting up all your praises to God. So that means, how do I describe this? It doesn't mean stay awake 24/7. That's not what it means. It means that regardless of where you are, where you're at, what you're going through, that we should have God first and foremost at the front of our mind. Because if we put Him first, then everything else falls into place. And I love how it says, "Keep lifting all your praises to God." You know, for the longest time I thought the only time that I could praise God was in worship. I didn't know that I could praise him while I'm while I'm walking, while I'm cooking, while I'm doing dishes, while I'm at my job working, whatever the case may be. And I've learned that I can praise him anytime I want and it brings me such joy, it brings me such peace. And you know what? God loves to hear from us because you know what's interesting is the more praise I give to God, the less anxious I feel. The less I focus on my problems and the more I give praise to God the more that gives him a chance to work on me to work on my life to work on my situations because if God be for you who dare be against you And I love I love that because then cuz then it takes the pressure off of me to perform all the time because I think as an adult I think a lot of us feel like we have to perform we've got to be perfect we've got to be correct we've got to know what we're doing all the time we've got to have a certain lifestyle say certain things be friends with certain people drive a certain car live in a certain area marry a certain type of person have a certain amount of kids you know it's just ridiculous the pressures that we put on ourselves and the pressures that we put on each other and just so you know that pressure is not holy God did not create us to experience anxiety. 
He did not create us to be beasts of burden. We are not oxen or cattle in a field. We are not Clydesdales. Like we are not made to take on that kind of pressure. If anything, it's the opposite. Like our hearts can't handle it. Our capillaries cannot handle it. Our veins, our arteries cannot handle it. That's why stress is so detrimental to our health is because we were not made to handle that. What we were made to do was to worship God and to take our problems to him each and every single time. It doesn't matter what our age is, it doesn't matter what walk of life we come from. We are supposed to we are supposed to go to God with everything. With everything. It doesn't matter if we're having problems, you know, with a stapler that is jammed on our desk, like it's got staples in it that won't work. It doesn't matter if we need help with that or let's say you know our car won't start or a friend betrayed us or maybe we're at a restaurant and they keep getting our order wrong. It doesn't matter you know whether it's something little, medium or large in terms of the severity or the intricateness of the issue or the problem we're supposed to go to God with everything because he wants to help you know even though we are adults i i would assume that most people that are listening to this are adults because i can't imagine a teenager listening to it but if you are a teenager that's okay that's wonderful and god bless you for listening to this podcast if you are a teenager But I just want you to know that regardless of your age, it is not a requirement to know everything, to do everything, to be everything. You know, it's you know, we were not created to be superman or superwoman. We were created in the image of Almighty God. We were created to worship him, to be happy and to be blessed. Like not a single one of us can lift a tractor. You know what I mean? Like like we were not made to be superhuman. We were made to be human. And that's a beautiful wonderful thing. And you know, it's okay to not be able to do everything, especially in the extreme, but I will say this, if there's something that you want to do, take that up in prayer. You know, let's say for example, you want to run a marathon, or maybe you want to do that, what's that called, the tough man contest or something. I may be wording it wrong, but You know, if there's something you want to do but you can't do it right now, ask God to help you with that. He will help you. There's nothing that he can't do because God makes the impossible possible. That's how powerful and all-knowing and all-wonderful that he is. He loves his children, and that's what we are. And you know, once I woke up to that that even though I am an adult, I'm not a child, I'm not a minor, I am an adult. It's okay to be childlike with God because we are his children. He just doesn't want us to be he just doesn't want us to be childish. Like we can't be throwing hissy fits, throwing temper tantrums, but we can take our frustrations to the Lord. Because that's what responsible people do, especially the adults in this world. I think more adults would be happier and would live longer, happier and better lives if they just went to God with everything. That doesn't mean that you can't ever seek the advice of a lawyer or a friend or a doctor, whatever the case may be, but I tell you what, when I put God first in every situation, he handles it. You know, whether just all on his own or maybe he says, "Hey, go talk to this person." 
or maybe the right person you know comes across my path and God sent them to me and they may not realize that they were sent to me by God like there are so many hidden treasures to God we just need to take off the veil or the blinders of disbelief and we also need to take off the blinders that are put there by having a broken heart and staying broken like sometimes i think we choose to stay broken because that's all we know or that's all that we think we're worth and it's just the opposite you know if your life is shattered and broken that is a wonderful opportunity for god to mend you to make you whole whether it's spiritual physical emotional It doesn't matter what it is. Give God a chance to make you brand new. And the number one way that you can do that is to give your life to Christ. And if you've been away from God for a long time, you haven't gone to church, maybe you don't hardly read your Bible or maybe you're angry at God. This is the perfect opportunity because it's Easter weekend. This is the perfect opportunity to ask Jesus to come into your heart, make you brand new, forgive you of your sins. And you know what? walk forward with Jesus. He will hold your hand the entire way. He will guide you and protect you all the days of your life. I look at it this way, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. That is a wonderful moment. I'm not saying embrace pain and you know be a martyr, you know, like there's this I think the Catholic Church has gotten into a bad habit. of saying oh you know god's giving me this pain or this disease or this situation to teach me something or to make me holy no it's actually the opposite the devil is the only one that that likes to steal kill and destroy so if you're in a a really tough situation let me put it this way anything outside of the goodness of god is not from god it's from it's from the devil it's from hell which that includes sickness disease drought um let's say pain suffering poverty mental anguish job loss um you know not having reliable transportation like anything that is frustrating and just I don't know how to describe it it's stuff that doesn't make you happy because we know when we're happy and when we are fulfilled right so just know that if you're unhappy there's a reason why you're unhappy And God takes it very seriously. Like, and let me say this, I'll close with this. If you're around people that don't take you seriously and they just call you a whiner or a complainer or they don't want to listen to you, get away from those people. Why would you want to be around people that don't value you? Cuz one of the reasons why you may not be happy is because you're not being taken seriously. But here's the thing, God always takes his children seriously. It doesn't matter if you're praying about a toenail fungus, in ground toenail you know being frustrated with the automatic litter box maybe it keeps getting jammed or maybe you're frustrated at your spouse because they don't want to get a job maybe you're frustrated with your teenagers because they keep mouthing off you know there's all these situations and you know in with different levels of tension right well it doesn't matter whether you're just a little irritated or really angry or really irritated or really frustrated or really sad If you're not in a state of peace, if you're not calm, 
in your heart and in your soul and the way you know that is your physical symptoms because anything that is not outside the goodness of god can affect you physically especially your heart rate your central nervous system i think it's called your peripheral nervous system um your circulatory system your respiratory system so there are certain things that can affect you spiritually and then it can affect you you know physically so just know that if you're experiencing any kind of discomfort don't wait go to god immediately with that and he will guide you on what to do and you're probably thinking well Leslie will he will he talk to me and, you know are people going to think I'm crazy you know what you need to stop caring about what people think about you it took me a long time to wake up to that because if all you care about is what other people think of you you're going to be very miserable and you're going to keep trying to change who you are your personality your occupation who you date what you drive you're going to try and change all these circumstances and different things in your life based on who you're trying to please well throw that out the window because we're not supposed to please people That's what it means in the first part of this verse when it says you who serve God praise God. We're not supposed to serve people. We're supposed to love people, but we don't serve them. Meaning we're not subservient to people. We are equals. Even you know, even if you have a boss, you are equal to that boss. That doesn't mean you can tell them off, but it means that you're equals in the eyes of God. Because God is no respecter of persons. He loves all of his children equally. but at the same time he cares about you on a very individual level because he made us as individuals not as a collective you know we you know god didn't how do I word this i think one of the reasons why christianity is is kind of semi fading in europe and is not allowed in communist countries is because in europe there's a lot of socialism and then in communist countries obviously you have communism and communists want to close all the churches In fact, most of most communist countries have completely shut down all churches and it's actually considered a crime to practice your faith. Especially the Christian faith. Communists hate the Christian faith because they don't want you to realize that God loves you and he wants you to be truly free. Because freedom is part of the blessing of God. It's part of the blessing of Abraham because that's a covenant between God and Abraham and we are we are part of that holy family. Technically you and I are descendants of Abraham. So we should be free. We should have freedom. Another problem is with socialism. And God doesn't think in a socialist or communist way. Thank goodness, right? Because we would totally be screwed, excuse my language, if if we if he did think of us that way because under socialism people are viewed not as an individual but as a collective. They're viewed as a whole. they they they're not viewed as an individual which is why a lot of people's individual rights are constantly being violated and trampled on in socialist countries as opposed to the United States where the rights of the individual are very much protected and we need to stay that way because there's so many people that immigrate here from these other countries because they don't have as much liberty or freedom if any at all in these other countries so just know that God doesn't view us the the same way that some of these governments do on this planet. That's why we're not supposed to put our governments first. We're supposed to put God first. Like even on our money here in the United States, it says in our currency in God we trust. Even our founding fathers knew the importance of trusting God and putting him first. 
they knew that we serve and worship God first and when we do that everything else falls into place that's why america we are one of the youngest countries on the planet but we are the most successful and the reason why is because we put god first and one of the reasons why we have so many problems in our country is because we are drifting further and further away from god we're not serving god some people are serving government first which is communism and some people are serving a bunch of people first which is socialism because when you serve a bunch of people you're watering down your individuality which is not what god wants for you at all i mean if if god just wanted us to be a collective and not be individualistic and not really matter in that way then we wouldn't have our own fingerprints and we wouldn't have our own dna we wouldn't be unique we would just all be duplicates god doesn't duplicate anything and that is true love that is true love for the human race why throw that away see the devil wants us to think that god doesn't love us he doesn't listen to us and that we should just go to church sit there be quiet never open our mouths never give him a chance to bless us when it's just the opposite god wants to hear from us and he wants to bless us and here's another thing like if you want to talk to god you can talk to him out loud or you can just talk to him in your heart in your mind that that's what i do a lot throughout my day like when i'm at my desk working or whenever i'm driving to or from work I'm usually talking to God whether, you know, especially when I'm driving, I'm usually talking out loud to him, but other times I'm just letting him speak to my soul, which brings me so much comfort and it really calms down the commute time, <laughs> you know, which is a wonderful thing. And the traffic in Oklahoma City is nothing like Los Angeles or New York or Delaware or whatever the case may be, but you know, I say really go towards the things that really help you. And those things come from your heavenly Father, and that doesn't mean that people can't help you or that they're not good. That's not what that means. It means that when we put God first, everything else falls into place, and that is a wonderful, beautiful thing. But I will go ahead and end this podcast. Until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day, a blessed Easter, and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye bye.
Don't let this world go down with 